Okay, say some things. Hello. Adventure. Love. Connection. Risk. Passion. Evolution. Play. Life. The Archetypal Tarot Podcast. Provocative mythology for the 21st century. Welcome to the Archetypal Tarot Podcast. This is your host, Sundara Quackenbush, and I am over the moon to welcome the tarot lady, Teresa Reed, to our show today. And we're going to be talking about her recently released deck, Tarot for Kids, and also just diving into a little bit about who the tarot lady is, the wonderful work that you've done, and welcome, welcome, welcome. Well, thank you so much for having me, Sundara. It is an honor to be with you. So I'm. Uh, whenever I see you pop up onto my Instagram, I see that the Tarot Lady has started a live talk, and uh, and I thought, you know, I'm so curious how you got the name, the Tarot Lady. How did that come about? It's really actually pretty uh, not very exciting. Uh, you know, back in the day, I've been reading tarot professionally for uh, 30 years. And back in the day when people would come, it was always like word of mouth. And people would say, oh, I'm just coming to see that tarot lady. So that was it. You know, it was just like, if they couldn't remember my name, that tarot lady. And so when I decided to, you know, put a website up, I'm like, oh, I'll just see if the tarot lady's available. And it was. I mean, weirdly, it was available. So I'm like, it's meant to be. We'll just go with what I'm called. And that's really it. It's like there was a placeholder in the universe just waiting for you to say, oh, yeah, I'm the tarot lady. <laughs> exactly. So, you know, sometimes things work out just oddly enough the way it's supposed to. Wonderful. That's so great to hear. And I was reading a little bit uh, into your bio. So uh, and since we're talking about the, the tarot for kids today, which is such a juicy topic, I can't wait to dive in. But you yourself started reading tarot or getting interested when you were at the young age of 15, I believe. Mm-hmm. And um, what what do you feel what what brought you to to tarot at that age? And what wisdom do you think it was kind of already sparking within you at that that young age? Well, I grew up in a very intuitive household, a household that really honored the intuitive side of things. And my my mother was very superstitious. My grandmothers were both very superstitious. So there was always, you know, talk about ghosts and spirits and all that stuff going on. So, you know, that was always humming in the background. And so, you know, there was never any kind of a disconnect with my intuitive part. It was just very natural because of something that was accepted in our household. But even so, that didn't answer a lot of questions about life. And I was a very curious kid. Why are we doing things a certain way? Why is this? Why is that? You know, I, I could never find my parents had very good answers on that. And when I was a teenager, I uh, actually had the good fortune of making a friend in high school whose mother happened to be really into astrology. And so her mother, uh, and that was, by the way, that was really weird back then, because number one, we're talking about 1980. And number two, we're also looking back at, a, I lived in a rural area, very small town, lots of farm folks, stuff like that. So astrology, you would see it in the newspaper, but there wasn't anybody that really talked about it. So her mother was very, very unusual. And uh, her mother did my astrology chart. And I just remember that it answered questions questions I had about me, my purpose, why I'm here. And so of course I got completely fascinated. And I'm one of those people when I get into something, I really get into something. And so I started diving into astrology at that age. And I remember going to 
uh, there used to be a bookstore called Walden Books. I don't know if you remember those. They've been out of print. They've been closed for a long, long time. It was a little um, chain that used to be in the malls. And it was one of those times that we went to the mall. My parents didn't go very often. And I was always one of those people that would go either to the record store or the bookstore. So I wasn't one of those girls that would be ever shopping for clothes. I didn't care about that. And I went into the bookstore looking for astrology books and I saw a tarot deck. And on a whim, that's it. I just grabbed it. I mean, I'd seen tarot in the movies. I'd seen witchy things in a National Enquirer. So I knew about them. And but I didn't, I've never seen one, you know, in the flesh. And I took it home and that was it. I got into it immediately. And I've had a tarot deck in my hands ever since. And that's been now over 40 years that I've been working with tarot and astrology. Amazing. What what was that first deck that you found? The Marseille's deck. That was the only right. one there. And let me tell you something. <laughs> I always say, if you really want to learn, mm-hmm. um, it, 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 there's one of the things about being back in the day where there was no internet. You got what you got. And if you really wanted to, you sucked it up and you learned the Marseille's deck. And so there weren't many books available. uh, And I had to start the hard way. And I remember the next time we went to the mall and I went to that bookstore again. I went straight for that section and I saw a Rider Waite Smith deck. And I'm like, ooh, this one's got lots of pictures. Well, I'm a visual person. Snatched that one up, took it home. And that one really came to life to me because, again, it's like a picture book. And, you know, that was that, again, that was it. It's just a matter of being in the right place at the right time, meeting people who kind of steer you towards that path, and then being in a store and there it is. And there's no other reason to not take it home, right? That's right. (laughs) Well, we got something in common there with the Marseille. That was really a great way to get grounded in the Mm. archetypes of the tarot for myself. I was reading, um, or I came to it from psychology. And so reading Sally Nichols, Young and Tarot, so uh, based off Carl Jung, and then going through that story, that journey of of those pretty ancient cards. I think that's one of the oldest decks, right? It is. Yeah. And so what a great way to get started. And then of course the right away just takes you further in, I think, into that journey. And we, Julianne and I, when we started this podcast, that was the one we love to use as well to go on the fool's journey and so forth. So that's yeah. great to find those and parallels. I, I think a lot of us are very visual people. So I think the Rider Waite Smith deck opened up tarot for a lot of people, but I got to say again, you know, if you really want to learn, and you've got to go about it the hard way, that's going to test your mettle on how badly you want to access this information. So starting out with the Marseilles, back in the day, very little books, no teachers, no mentors. I had to really want it. I mean, it could have been just one more thing that I got bored with, but I didn't. And, you know, that's, uh, again, it's been a long time and I, I still don't get sick of looking at the cards ever. That's right. It's amazing how you can look at the same card over the years and spiral through and it's always evolving um, how you can see that card and interpret it. So they're alive. They're absolutely alive. (laughs) Yes. And, you know, the other thing that's so fascinating is coming into the Internet and seeing all these different readers who are coming up with different ways of working with it and different ideas. Suddenly it's like, oh, my God there's all these other ways. It's like your mind gets blown all the time because there's always a new perspective. There's new thoughts, there's new philosophies, there's new uses for it. And that's also what's really beautiful. It's one of those things where you never stop learning. Same with astrology. 
you never stop learning astrology because there are different methods there are different types i mean it could it could really suck you down many rabbit holes both tarot and astrology absolutely now i have a um a question that i think is pretty interesting just in terms of how you evolved into the tarot reading and coming from a catholic background your your mm -hmm. family's catholic right you describe uh, your mom is superstitious and a, a grandma who felt omens like folks feel arthritis. Mm -hmm. uh, uh, you're so funny. I love your website, but, Thank uh, you. <laughs> and then, and then you also have quotes on your website about uh, that. The, the cards tell a story, but you write the ending. And so you, how did you evolve with your insights to go from you know, this intuition, um, but also superstition into, you know, really being uh, harnessing your powers and and being able to shape your destiny and and in helping clients and so forth do that. How, how did you reach those conclusions and open your mind to that orientation with the, the tarot cards? Well, you know, when we talk about the superstitious household, it was a very extremely Catholic household also. And mm -hmm. I remember as a little girl, my grandmother was always praying to this saint or that saint for things to happen you know and even though people you know whatever you think about this religion or that religion i'm really like look whatever i'm open-minded towards religion but that taught me something at a very young age that okay there's a way to work with something here to make things happen and you know so that was always planted in the back of my head at a very very young age and so when I started working with tarot, I, by the way, I'm not a religious person at all. You know, I, I acknowledge religion. I think, hey, it's great. It's all for you. I've got all kinds of Catholic art here because I like the art, but I'm not a religious person. I've never been a religious person, but I've always felt like there is something. I can't really explain it, but there's something. And I was really aware of energy and working with energy also at a very young age. Now that may sound really weird to some people, but I think for people who are intuitive, empathic, they're sensitive, you kind of know when you can like feel other people's vibes or where you can sense what other people feel, what their motives are. I remember being very tuned into that at an early age. And so when I started working with tarot, what was interesting is I could look at patterns. I could feel energy, especially if I read for someone else. I could start seeing where things were going. And if it wasn't a good thing, I'm also blessed with a good amount of common sense. I could also see ways to steer it so that you can make better decisions. This is why I think, the, again, the cards tell a story, but you write the ending. Every day of our lives, we're making decisions. Every single day. Now today, what am I doing? I'm sitting in the office, I'm talking to you because we made the decision to do this. I could have done something completely different that could have changed my entire day and who knows what that could have changed down the road. Mm -hmm. Everything is a decision. Our decisions determine a lot of our destiny. And even our decisions when things quote unquote happen to us, how are you reacting to it? Mm -hmm. That's going to determine what happens in this situation. And those are things that I started really understanding, not just because I could pick up on energy and watch how people would do things. And I would know this is not going to be a good thing, or this is going to be a good thing, but also being aware enough to start thinking about, okay, I made that decision and this did not turn out that great. Mm -hmm. Why? What was I paying attention to? What was I not paying attention to? So when it came to tarot, I started looking at tarot again as one of these tools to help really tune into energy and look at what decisions we're making, where those decisions are taking us. And let's see if there's a better way. Let's see if there is a better way. And one of the things I also like to say too, 
Um, you know, there's no such thing as a bad set of cards. There's no such thing as a bad astrology chart. And I hate it when people have that kind of an attitude. Uh, I have quote unquote, a bad astrology chart. And I also grew up with a lot of strikes against me. My life turned out good. It's not to say that I didn't have terrible things that happened or dumb things that I did along the way. But when I started really waking up and taking responsibility for my life, and again, paying attention, boom, we steered it off in a different direction. My life could have gone many different directions. So I am like, no, 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 no. Let's rewrite the story. This is not a good direction you're going. You've got to go a different direction. And that's how I tend to view all of this stuff. Oh, wow. I love this. It's, it's, I'm getting flashbacks of that movie that came out recently, Everything Everywhere All at Once. Have you seen that movie? No, I did not see that movie. <laughs> You've got to see this movie. Uh, and any listeners that's hearing this, you got to see this movie. It's It's about a woman who runs a laundromat and then she's able to get uh, see what her life would have been like in all these different if she would have made different decisions okay. so and access those potentials and it's it's a comedy but it's also poignant and will make you cry and laugh all in the same moment but it's it's a wild ride <laughs> it's my kind of thing and you yeah. know one of the things i like to say is that most people sleepwalk through life they really do mm-hmm. and they're walking through life they don't know why they're doing the things they're doing they don't examine their motives they don't stop to think about how their how their decisions impact other people. Sometimes they do things that are in the moment. Well, in the moment sounds great. If you are not doing some sort of mindfulness around where you are, where you want to be, why you're here, all of that, you're going to find yourself then in a situation. I always say it like this. It's like that talking head song. How did I get here? This is not my beautiful house. How did I get here? Mm-hmm. So many people, when they would come to my tarot table, back when I used to read for the public, I would see people in these situations and there was just like no awareness. And it's like, now listen, we've got to get more aware of what's going on here mm-hmm. so that you can start really thinking about where you're going. It seemed like when I started applying astrology to my business, which sounds weird to anyone else, but it's like, Hey, you know, the stars kind of control a lot of things like the moon controls the tide, the tides. Now, what if I start using that in my business? And when I started following the moon and other things, my business really got a lot better. It's all about energy your energy, the energy around you, other people's energy. How do we work with that? Well, I like to say I'm the Tim Gunn of tarot and astrology. Let's make it work. Oh, absolutely. I've been dreaming recently. I I wish someone would start a a church of the moon that (laughs) you could show up on, you know, every new moon, every full moon and, you know, talk about things that you're letting go of, releasing things that you're welcoming, you're growing. I, that would just be such an amazing way to, to structure my spiritual. And it's also very practical. And, and, and yes. that's another thing I love about your work and your, um, the energy of your work is that it's very practical and, and accessible to everyone. Uh, so let's talk about how you've shaped this for children. So you, mm. you have this beautiful new deck uh, called Tarot for Kids. And, you know, it, it had occurred to me, I think, I don't know, I, I've been working in education for 11 years now. And, um, and then, you know, I had had this great love of tarot, we've been doing this podcast for 10 years. But the, these two lives that I have working in a school working with children, mm-hmm. and my love of tarot, they, they felt like different, those parallel realities, they, they didn't intersect. And so it became really interesting to me how that could happen. And, and I was so amazed, like if I had a tarot deck on hand in the after school program that I worked for years ago, 
that, you know, the the kids would still have these, you know, antiquated beliefs about that. Oh, that's the devil's stuff. Mm -hmm. I'm like, that's who told you like these beliefs are still perpetuating. How's that possible? So I'm, I'm super fascinated that you had the, the insight and the courage and, and everything to pull together this tarot for kids deck that is extraordinary uh, and beautiful in so many, many different ways. So tell, tell, tell me about how you got this idea and, and came to it in the first place. Well, the idea came to me. I did not come up with the idea myself. My publisher came and they said, and I had worked with Sounds True before for the tarot coloring book. And they said, what do you think about the idea of a tarot deck for kids? I'm like, uh, duh, yes. <laughs> I mean, I was like jazzed up right away. First of all, you know, I'm a parent. My kids are both adults. They're middle, they're almost middle age, which is kind of scary when you think about it. Um, but I remember when they were little, they were always fascinated with my tarot cards. They wanted to, they wanted to play with them they were interested you know and some of the decks were were like i mean the right away smith deck is pretty tame but the lovers has naked people and you know kids giggle that's really weird for them whatever but it was there were never really any age appropriate decks and i would let them play with my cards but you know it's again it's not a kid's deck but they were right. very curious kids and anytime i'm around kids if i pull out the tarot the kids are right there they want to know why are you playing with those cards what does that mean you know, so I know kids are into it. And I, I also remember being a kid, being interested in magical things, yeah. reading books about witches and all of that stuff, pouring over the ads in the National Enquirer where they had those ads in there about those uh, old witchcraft books. I remember being obsessed with all that stuff. Of course, kids like magical things. They like Harry Potter, come on. Right. <laughs> you know, so when sounds true approached me and they were like you know what do i think and i said i think this is a brilliant idea i'm down let's do it and because i am a parent and i i have a venus in cancer i've got a big soft spot for kids mm -hmm. I'm, I'm like one of those people it's like you know if i'm at an event i'd rather go sit at the kids table because there's going to be more interesting stuff going on there <laughs> so you know i just get along really well with children i get along very well with teenagers and um when I started writing the book for the deck, it was very easy for me to write that because I could just remember what it was like to be a kid. I could remember, you know, what it was like to be a parent and the issues my kids would come. I mean, that, I'm still a parent, but it's different when your kids approach you when they're a kid with issues. Kid issues are different than adult issues. And so the book came together very quickly because it was all coming from a place of remembering what it's like to be a kid and thinking about from a parental perspective what issues kids might be dealing with in today's modern world and how can we use this so that they can access their own inner wisdom so they can find ways to solve their own problems and make better decisions so that was my whole mindset behind it we did change a couple of the cards though um because we wanted to make sure again there were concepts kids could understand like for the lovers for example the lovers for if i'm a 10 year old kid sure i might have a crush on somebody but what are you more concerned about your friendships so yes. we made that the best friends and the devil we took the devil and made it the bully because that's something yeah. so many kids deal with and oh, so we focused a lot on the issues children are dealing with and that they are trying to understand and that was also where i made the changes that's wonderful and i yeah i noticed death is also change right change and and yes. kids are experiencing uh these things just as we are that things begin things end and yes. 
to be able to, to process that and work through those beginnings and endings. Uh, just a beautiful decisions and very appropriate, I thought, for, for this audience. Thank and you. you must have felt like a, a huge amount of responsibility, right, to, yes. to create a deck for kids. And it's great that you brought both your childhood memories and your experience as a parent into creating a deck like this. What, what, were, the, what were the main concerns you had on your mind around children using tarot cards where you know where could it go really really right where could it go really really wrong and and how do you feel that you've addressed that in this deck so many concerns for i mean first of all we wanted to make sure that the language was kid friendly that we weren't talking over their heads but second of all children are intelligent and we never ever want to talk down to them and so that's why i included reversals by the way i know a lot of people think oh my god reversals are over a kid's head i'm like kids are smart Look at how they absorb language and it's so much harder for us as adults. Don't knock how smart kids are. So I included reversals because I did not want a dumbed down deck. I wanted a deck that spoke to children in lingo they understood, but also I wanted the deck to honor their intelligence and their inner wisdom. And I think I did a pretty good job in that. Uh, the other thing with the artist, we really wanted to make sure the deck was inclusive <laughs> so that children can find themselves in the deck. I mean, look, the Rider Waite Smith deck, I love it, but that deck is not an inclusive deck. And children, we are living in a, in, I mean, here in the States, you know, we have so many different cultures and colors. And I mean, children need to see themselves in the deck. And so we were also, that was something I'm like, we've got to make sure this deck is inclusive. We have to make it a modern spin on the Rider Waite Smith and make sure kids can find themselves in the deck. So those were my primary concerns. Uh, again, kid-friendly, not dumbed down. Uh, also focusing on children's issues that they're dealing with in modern times, but also issues that are timeless. Uh, that's why, again, like the bully, I think was a really important card for us. And then the artist, Kelly Whitman, did such an amazing job to really bring in so many um, diverse images and she just did it in such a beautiful, such a beautiful kid-friendly way. So I uh, really think she did a great job with that. Absolutely. And, and some different faiths, I believe, are represented within yep. the deck as well. So it's just, it's a beautiful and a, an inclusive deck. And, um, and it, it, kids these days, a lot of them are suffering from anxiety. So they're suffering yes. from, from, for all sorts of reasons. And, and, there's something unique about the tarot that can really highlight and put in your face imagery that will remind you of your anxieties and, and have an invitation to work through them. Right. Yes. Um, so when I was choosing a card out of this deck, uh, you know, to, to start relating with it, I chose the tower mm -hmm. and, and this is a card you you've kept in there. You've kept with a, a, a similar name and, you know, I thought, wow, what would it be like for me as a kid to see this image and, and what it means and how to work through that. And so what would, what would be your words to a kid who's picking the tower or a, a card that's maybe related with it, that they're feeling some worries and anxieties around something that may happen uh, or could happen and how, how they're empowered to, to deal with it or to uh, uh, face it. And what would be your words to them? Well, first of all, before I even say anything about what I would say to kids, I think about movies for children that are out there that have tower moments. I saw Bambi when I was a kid. 
back in the day. I mean, okay, let's start there. So here's this really tragic thing. The Bambi loses their mother and suddenly, you know, all these other things are happening. So in modern culture, in popular movies, kids are seeing this kind of stuff all the time. They're seeing tower moments all the time. So we have to remember we're already bombarding kids with images like that. And mm -hmm. so from early on, just from the cartoons they watch, they see these themes showing up. So we can't assume that tarot is the first time they're going to see something like that That's or the first right. time they're going to go and experience something like that in their own lives. So once again, we don't want to dumb the deck down. Tower right. moments happen. Tower is something they see in popular culture. So we have to make sure we include that. So if I was working with a child and they pulled the tower, one of the beautiful things about tarot is you get kids talking about things. And they're a wonderful way to open up conversations. And when you open up conversations, well, now we can work on these things. So if they pull the tower, I'm like, well, I'm scared. Okay, well, what, what's scary about this card? What are you seeing here? Why is it making you anxious? And then if the child can start talking, well, you know, I see this building crushing, you know, coming apart. Well, what does that remind you of? Is there something in your life that you feel is like that where can you find us in your life and again we can start having that conversation conversation talking things out is a wonderful way to process information and to process our feelings and it allows kids to become brave with their feelings it allows them to face them and to find that strength within to move through even the hard things in life because you know my childhood was hard people used to say what did you want to be when you grew up when you were a kid i said i want to be an adult I didn't like being a kid. You know, I wanted to be an adult and be free and be able to do my own thing because I felt very powerless as a child. And I think things like tarot can help a child become empowered because we can, again, we can open up conversations. We can help them address their fears. They can recognize how brave and strong they are. I mean, how good is that? I think tarot can also help kids find compassion for themselves and for other children. There's so much good that can come out of it if a child's working with it. But as an adult and as a reader, it's all about getting the kid to talk. When you see that scary card, why are you scared of that card? What is that bringing up? Tell Absolutely. me about that. Tell me about this. If you pulled the bully, have you ever experienced bullying? Well, you know, every child to some degree has. Again, most children have not had a perfect childhood. That's in the movies too. It's not the way it works. Every child experiences something in their lives that is going to be challenging. And we certainly want to open up a safe space for them to talk about it. And I think tarot gives them a safe space to talk about it. That's fabulous. And and you chose, or maybe the Sounds True chose the age being eight and up. And do you feel that, that that's a pretty ripe age for kind of beginning to understand maybe some of this metaphorical thinking and moving kind of from literal, this is going to happen, not going to happen to something where they can uh, start to think more deeply on how life works. Yes, I absolutely think that's the right age group. I will say though, when I was a kid, I was very precocious. I had a lot of ideas at a, at a very young age. Like I said, when I wanted to grow up, I want to just grow up and be an adult. I was like that very, very, very young and questioning everything. I mean, I even remember at four years old having some pretty big questions about why are we going to church and why do these people all sound like robots? You know, so and there were no answers. Uh, you know, so I think, I think younger kids too can definitely um, use the deck as a way to start 
asking questions and maybe getting answers and let's hope the parents around them really this is one thing i think parents need to do listen more to their kids Mm -hmm. listen to those questions it's so and i've done this too with my own like yeah yeah yeah, i'm busy now but we got to listen to them we have to listen and that is how we can allow our children then to grow up and to become strong empowered adults absolutely Mm. and children have an innate wisdom right that they're born with it's it's in them already and i think in a lot a lot of circumstances circumstances it can be forgotten or it can be um trained out of them (laughs) or this is this is what's true this is what's fantasy um you know listen to what the people on the outside are saying uh don't trust this don't trust a b and c that may be occurring within them right and i'm i'm curious about the role that tarot can play in in helping children to recognize inner wisdom and trusting their their guidance within by interacting and and speaking and engaging with something like tarot and uh you know caring loving adults that are guiding them along right uh what is your what are your thoughts about the wisdom that children have that may be different than adults or uh, having that naturally within them. Well, I, I, like I said, I never want to insult a child's intelligence, but also their emotional intelligence. Mm-hmm. I think kids are always teaching us something that we can learn so much. And you know, my children as adult children, it's so fascinating. There's so much I've learned from them as adult kids. Now I've got adults. Let me tell you something, having two millennials, I have learned a lot of stuff from them. They have corrected me again and again and again. I'm like, you know what? I don't know everything and I can learn from you. Mm -hmm. I am open-minded about learning from children because I think adult children, but little kids, even little itty bitty kids, they have their own wisdom. It's gonna be different than yours. Mm -hmm. And as adults, as bigger people, we, again, we gotta go back to listening. But you know, children are intuitive. Children are intuitive as hell. Even before (laughs) they can read, they get a feeling about something. I remember when I was a little girl and I was just laughing about this with my husband the other day. Um, You know, again, I've got, I was very intuitive, very precocious. And I was one of those kids that I would say exactly what I felt. I had no filter. I got in a lot of trouble. And I remember one time there was an aunt of mine and she just thought I was a cat's meow because you know, I could sing and dance and read books and everything. And she was putting me on her lap and she did not have a good vibe. She didn't have a good vibe. And mm-hmm. I remember her saying to me, you're my little girl. I said, I am not your little girl. <laughs> and front of my mom said, I'm her girl. And she was really angry at me. And I got in trouble for that, uh, even though it became kind of like a joke amongst her family. But I was honoring the thing that I was not feeling this. And so I got in a little bit of trouble, but again, it became kind of a family joke after that. And I think it's really important that we don't want to joke around when children are getting a feeling about a situation. If they're not comfortable with somebody, there's a reason they're not being a brat. There is a reason there's something here that they, they don't like this person. Uh, if children Mm -hmm. are, you know, allowed to honor their intuition and how they feel about situations, you're empowering them to make good life decisions. Now, because um, even though I got in a little trouble back then and it became kind of a family thing, that instinct about when I don't like somebody, I never ignore it. If I get a funny feeling, I'm usually 99% right that there's mm-hmm. something wrong here. And imagine now that would have been talked out of me. 
And there are parents who do that. Well, you've got to be nice. You've got to hug your aunt. Or, oh, that's just your imagination. You're imagining things. So many parents do this, and they think what they're doing is they're teaching their kids to be nicer, or they're teaching their children to, um, you know, oh, you don't want to be imagining things. Imagination is, is very important. Mm-hmm. And also honoring those feelings. If something doesn't feel right, no kid should be told, listen, you got to be nice. Because what you're doing then is you're teaching children to allow, you're teaching them to ignore their wisdom that could save their lives one day. Yeah, absolutely. Wow. We got to teach our kids that if you get a feeling about something, why are you feeling that? You don't Mm -hmm. like that person. Why? There's probably a damn good reason. We don't do that with our dogs. Think about this for a second. If you're walking your dog down the street and they see another dog coming, they start growling and raising their hair on the back of their neck. What are we going to do? We're going to listen to that dog and go to the other side of the street. But what do we do with our children? When you're getting a funny feeling, well, you need to be nice. No, that is the wrong answer, parents. <laughs> wrong answers. You have to think, why is my child not comfortable? What can I do to make sure they're comfortable here? I it's just... so simple. I just thought maybe next we need the tarot for parents. <laughs> right on. <laughs> are, you know, helping honor your instincts and intuition as a parent and and mm. and cultivating those within your child. Because yep. it's, you know, it, that's the interesting thing, right, about creating something for children. It's like how they use or interpret that deck is, is very much going to be tied to what their parents are um started them with but maybe it will open a doorway that their parents were blocking who knows it's uh it's really really very very interesting um Mm -hmm. and i'd love to see where this goes and uh and and children today are being born into um a time where i think tarot is more accepted right it's more it's used by more people it's not uh like you know, in our earlier in our childhoods, when it was the odd thing, right? The one deck on the shelf or the, you know, the, the one friend you knew who did it. And it, I think it's just more, you know, everyone can get a deck that they're interested in and that speaks to them. Uh, So I think we're, we're, we are raising a generation in a very interesting time where there is this more embracing of multiple selves within, right? Where, Um, opening up identities. We're seeing uh, more people reflected in the decks that are being produced. So, uh, you know, using your, uh, your visionary eye here, what do you see for children uh, growing up in this, in this particular time, which also has, you know, of course, Mm -hmm. extraordinary challenges as well, but with these tools that are accessible to them. I just have so much hope for the younger generation. So much hope while the older generations trying to wreck everything. I look, and I really do believe that. I'm like, what happened to the boomers and the hippies? Oh my God, they're trying to destroy everything. What happened? Uh, and I'm a generation Xer, you know, and I even watch some things in my generation, like, oh my God, what the hell happened? And then I look at young people. They have access to things we never had access to, including these spiritual tools. They are more tolerant. They are more compassionate. They care about climate change. They care about each other. I mean, they're still your bullies and your, you know, your bad eggs and everything. But I see most of these kids like, wow, these kids are smart. These Mm. kids are compassionate. And I remember when my kids were teenagers, you know, they grew up very, very differently than I did. And they would be hanging out with their friends and their friends were multicultural and so interesting and so smart. And I just remember sitting there saying, yep. 
this generation is going to be doing some good things. And mm -hmm. I, I think, again, tarot and astrology, it's giving kids awareness. Things like crystals and magic and all of that are things kids talk about now. And kids are learning a lot about tolerance and compassion. Internet helps with that, too. I mean, it does a lot of bad things, but it's opening kids up to something. So I think I think this younger generation is going to do a lot of good and they're going to have to work cut out for them because we're ruining everything for them. What the I mean, I can't even believe some of the things that I see happening in the world. I'm like, what the hell happened to these hippies? How do they get so mad? And so I'm looking at the younger generation. I'm like, OK, I know you're going to do good because you're smart, you're intuitive, you're compassionate, you're caring. I love seeing how some of these young kids are standing up and doing walkouts speaking up for political things, insisting on fighting the system when the system is going wrong. I look at like Greta Thunberg, what she's doing. And I'm like, oh my God, this young generation, they're so great. And so again, these spiritual tools are only gonna help them to be better. They've well, got a lot of work to do, unfortunately. Yeah, they got their work cut out for them, but they're, I'm so happy for them that they get to have many of them the tarot for kids i hope mm -hmm. and and many other tools that are increasingly available and um in in the ether as it were so thanks for being part of that and i want to thank you for creating this deck and and taking the time to be on the archetypal tarot podcast is there anything else you'd like to share um with our audience anything up and coming or ways to uh connect with you uh, please anything well, I do have a new little thing coming out uh, next month. It's called Create Your Own Tarot Cards. It's a joint project between me and Adrian Hawthorne. It's just a book, a little kit. I wrote the intro for it that gives people advice on, you know, how to create your own tarot deck and how to paint it. And Adrian's an amazing artist and there's little cards you can pull out in the back and paint. It's really good for all ages. And I also have another book coming out this fall called Twist Your Fate, Manifesting Success Through astrology and tarot so i'll be talking in that book a lot about why there are no bad cards and no bad charts and how to work with energy or work with your life so that you can twist your fate so to speak so that's the next book coming out in august and if people want to connect with me the easiest way i have a website thetarolady.com i'm active on twitter it's my favorite social media platform the tarot lady i'm on instagram the tarot lady on instagram i do live forecasts every monday through friday i tell you what's happening in the planets i pull cards for every sign of the zodiac so Amazing. lots of ways to collect connect with me <laughs> that's that's great thanks for being accessible to the community and can't wait to see you on there and i have a feeling we may see you again sometime to, to talk about your future and upcoming books so thank you so much thank you so much for having me Thanks for listening. We know you could have done something else for the last 38-ish minutes of your life, but we're so glad that you spent it with us. And you can find out more about Teresa and Tarot for Kids on her website, thetarolady.com. And chances are you're probably already connected to the Tarot Lady on Instagram and Twitter, but if not, go do it. Connect with her. Her handle is at thetarolady. And are you a fan of this podcast? We hope you are. Please rate and review us on whatever app you use to listen. 
Connect with us on Instagram and Facebook at Tarot Podcast. Our email is tarotpodcast at gmail.com. And huge thanks to our stalwart patrons, Peter, Janet, Richard, Joro, Juniper, and Rash of Stay Woke Tarot. We appreciate our patrons and their support. And you can find out more about the fabulous benefits of being our patron at tiny.cc slash tarotpodcast. This episode is sponsored by Free Range Priestess on Etsy, where you will find unconventional rosaries, quirky prayer beads, tarot jewelry, and more. FreeRangePriestess.com This podcast is produced by Both And Media, and the theme music is by The Lunar Group. Until next time, aloha. Thank you.